Hi, I'm Kahi Shah, and you're listening to The Baking Soda Podcast, featuring startup companies on the rise. Hi, I'm Arif Damji. We believe that successful startups share the same properties as this magical white powder, namely being essential, versatile, and adaptable. Together and with all of you, we will delve further into the journey of early stage companies and their adventurous CEOs. Today's startup in the spotlight is Fractional. Fractional aims to make real estate ownership as accessible as, well, baking soda. The solution, which was part of YC's 2021 batch, has facilitated the purchase of hundreds of co-owned houses across the US. In total, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of homes have been purchased by thousands of people. Welcome, Stella, co-founder and CEO of Fractional. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Excellent. Well, I know that you and your co-founder Carlos have quite a fascinating origin story with Fractional, and it even includes buying a plot in Mexico. So please tell us more. For sure. I'll go way back from the top. Uh, so I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, actually, in my Zoom background right now, you can see the San Francisco Bridge. So I'll let the listeners imagine that. Um, both my parents, they were actually software engineers by trade, but they've been running this side hustle, flipping houses in the Bay Area for the past decade. So I grew up essentially being, you know, the chief family laborer of our family, um, spent a lot of weekends, you know, crunching those numbers, uh, to do underwriting, watching over the contractors. We call Home Depot, like our family's Disneyland, but certainly, you know, really influenced how I thought about building my own personal wealth and personal finance career-wise, ended up going down a very similar path. I studied computer science at Carnegie Mellon, came back to the Bay Area, joined a firm, the Buy Now Pay Later company as a software engineer as well. Uh, worked there for around two and a half years. But really the moment I started getting those paychecks, I was already st- thinking about, you know, how do I get a jumpstart on building my own real estate portfolio? But obviously, as everyone knows, you know, Bay Area is not that, you know, accessible these days. It's really hard to get in. Properties are expensive. Um, also a very tough investment market as well. And I immediately just started, you know, Googling online for what are some lower cost of entry ways? How do I do out of state investing? And then ended up finding a bunch of crowdfunding websites. So I actually personally invested around $5,000 in one of them thinking that, you know, this was going to be my way to get started. I can learn through investing in a fund, but that actually turned out to be a super underwhelming process. Um, it was basically just like parking my money in this black box fund. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't make any decisions. And then every quarter they send me like seven cents in dividends. And I was like, wow, you know, this was not what I expected. This is not what motivated me into getting into real estate in the first place. And really just started sharing a lot of what I was looking for, my goals in real estate investing with a bunch of my friends, people at work, including Carlos, who was actually one of my coworkers at a firm. We worked on the same team. We're really great friends as well. And his parents ran a construction business in Mexico, and he also really wanted to get into real estate investing. So we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, well, this is so obvious, right? Like, why don't we form a partnership between the two of us. We're clearly great friends already. We trust each other. We work really collaboratively and we can, you know, not only split the cost, but share the responsibilities as well. So started out just being a really manual, just partnership between the two of us. And 
Um, we started looking into properties together, including this plot of land in Mexico that we developed into these four retail storefronts. Um, ended up being a really great learning experience and financial outcome for us, but certainly tons of hassle and a lot of friction setting all of this up. Uh, we had to hire a lawyer. They obviously costed a decent amount of money. There was a lot of not super fun stuff with bookkeeping, taxes, all that. Um, and a lot of our friends started hearing about what we were doing and they were like, wow, like we literally have this exact same idea. We talked about buying real estate with our college housemates and our golf buddies and whatnot. And nobody ended up pulling the trigger because they just felt so overwhelmed even thinking about everything that we had to go through. So that's really when we started connecting a lot of the dots together. We're like, wow, you know, this is such a no-brainer for so many people when they think about getting access into real estate or building up their portfolio is that they want to do it in this really, you know, social environment with people that they trust, work together and really divide and conquer. And if we can really create this ecosystem and also the infrastructure to streamline a lot of the operational and administrative things, we can really, you know, create a game-changing solution and a modern way for people to to own real estate and invest. So that's really what inspired us to, to start Fractional. So it sounds like you had the entrepreneurial gene and then saw an industry that just needed, needed some innovation in it. It was a little bit laborious to start off with. So I'm curious, what's the, what's the end goal here? What's the vision for Fractional long-term? And, and just for the, our listeners, how does the process work today? Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, we want Fractional to be the place for motivated people to really join forces, find opportunities, and be able to build their financial future together through co-ownership. Um, so right now, the way that the process works, so you can obviously come into the platform with, you know, your own group of friends that you already want to collaborate with. Um, but for a lot of folks, they might not actually have people in their direct network that are interested in real estate investing or necessarily have the same investment goals as them. So on Fractional, we actually host thousands of real estate investing communities as well, where, you know, there's a lot of people that come from, you know, the same professional background or have the same investment interests. So some examples of that is like healthcare professionals in real estate. Uh, we have Asians in real estate, um, Atlanta Real Estate Investors Club, for example. So lots of really great opportunities where you can actually find people that have the same goals as you network with them, you know, find out who you vibe with better. Um, you can join these communities. A lot of folks, they are actually already posting investment proposals. So this is basically, you know, they already found a property that they think could be a really great investment. They're looking for partners. They're trying to discuss the opportunity. So those are, you know, different ways to join in if you don't already have your own personal network. Um, and after that, you know, it's it's really about fractional coming in and streamlining a lot of the logistics. So we actually create the LLC for um, the property. So that's the entity that holds title and all the owners are a member of that LLC. We handle mortgage financing, business banking, taxes, bookkeeping, all that. So really all of our users, they're focusing on, you know, what's most important and what's more fun, which is working collaboratively with each other. And then we are streamlining all the logistics behind that. How do you get groups to coordinate around buying, renting, selling? Arf and I actually struggle to coordinate the scheduling and editing of this podcast from time to time. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of, you know, sharing responsibilities and having, you know, I would say POCs for each responsibility. So a lot of times people that are forming a group, 
they come from different professional backgrounds where they actually bring a unique superpower to the table. So sometimes, you know, we have investors that actually are a real estate agent for their day job. So naturally, they're better at, you know, deal sourcing. They might just take on that role as their contribution to the group. And, you know, we have financial analysts that just enjoy crunching the numbers. So they, you know, participate more when it comes to underwriting deals. We've got UX designers that like to do interior design for maybe an Airbnb project that they're running. So when you have, you know, different people that have a, you know, specialty, that definitely helps people, you know, really split up what they can contribute to and definitely, you know, makes everybody's lives a lot easier as well. And then in terms of, you know, day-to-day operating decisions after you do close and start managing a property as well, we actually created this really unique governance model on our platform as well. Um, So when groups are being created, we create an operating agreement, which everybody aligns on. It's essentially the law of the land for their partnership. So if, you know, you wanted to decide on potentially switching a property manager, or maybe you want to sell the property, we would be able to help the group take that up for a vote. And then depending on how they agree to make those decisions, they would be able to do that directly on the platform as well. Interesting. What a coordination there. So I'd imagine that you want Fractional to have the, the broad awareness and, and distribution of, well, baking soda. So how, how do you reach all the potential co-investors out there and convince them that real estate investment is actually viable for them? That's a really great question. So I would definitely say a big part of you know our growth hack has actually been just partnering up with a lot of different real estate investing communities that already exist, both you know, offline and online. Um, there are a lot of folks that are on Facebook, on Discord and Slack, and you would just have, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of investors who are genuinely asking each other questions, they're helping each other out. And we've been able to go in there and say, you know, hey, we can actually capitalize on these conversations and these new relationships that you're building. Like you, you guys can actually become business partners with each other and do something more, right? Like build a business, own real estate, and do all that together through Fractional. So that's been a really great way that we've been able to really get a lot of adoption um, and awareness for what we're building. And ultimately, you know, real estate is such a social sport. I think that just plays so nicely with what we're building and just creating a whole ecosystem around this. I love the coordination aspect of it. And I think it's really innovative to have that governance model I'm curious, though, if your platform also appeals to individual investors, just because you've digitized the process so much and removed so much of the friction of buying a property and renting it out in other geos. Yeah, I I definitely think, you know, a lot of the digitization and the automation, it certainly can help individual investors as well. But that is not our core focus today. Our core focus is definitely still around that collaboration, that ownership, you know, around, you know, approaching real estate as a team, almost kind of like, you know, founding and starting a company, right? You want to have co-founders, you want to have a really great team to build something together. That's really, you know, a core part of our mission is, is doing this as a group. That makes a ton of sense. When you started the company back in 2021, the Fed had rates around 0%, um, and now they're around 5%, and talking about increasing them further. And this has really set the cost of home ownership well through the roof. How has this impacted your business? 
certainly, certainly lots of impact in the beginning, you know, when the rates started really skyrocketing, we definitely saw kind of this knee jerk reaction of fear from, you know, our existing users, potential users as well. But ultimately, I think it really comes down to education. Uh, we've been educating our users a lot where, you know, in cases of downturn, that's actually a really great opportunity to buy real estate. Um, you know, in, even in the last crash, there were a lot of really successful investors that built their portfolio from that crash. So really just educating people on the opportunities and real estate is fundamentally a, a very stable asset. So, you know, it's going to appreciate. Um, and at the end of the day, I think, you know, the asset matters more than the interest rate because you can always, you know, refinance or loan later on when the interest rates are better. And I do think this is a really great opportunity that Fractional can capitalize on. Um, you know, even if you want to buy all cash, right, you might not have, you know, a million dollars, half a million dollars, but you can do this with a group of people and then, you know, refi this whole cash out later on when the markets are better and the interest rates are better. Um, even if you want to get more exposure, you don't need to necessarily buy 100% of the property, right? You can maybe do 10%, 25%. So you are still participating in this market, but it's, you know, a little bit less risky. So it, I think it really creates more opportunities for people to be comfortable in this market as well. Makes sense. And Stella, as you know, we love high margins. So how do you at Fractional make money? without hurting the IRR of your real estate investor customers. Yep. So we have two types of fees. We have an upfront fee and then a recurring fee as well. So upfront, we charge 3.5% of the property's purchase price. And we're, you know, providing so much value there. You don't have to, you know, hire a lawyer. There's so much time that we're saving and, and time is money as well. Uh, we also have some really unique and special lending partners who are able to provide loans for group buyers without needing somebody to be 100% liable for the debt when they are only you know, a 5% owner or a 10% owner. So that is super unique. You really can't get those resources anywhere else beyond the fractional platform. So it becomes really a no-brainer. And on an annual basis, we charge um, between 1.3K to $5,000, just depending on how many units you're owning. Um, so it's definitely, you know, that adds up the amount of administrative work that we are automating for on the platform. Um, and with that, actually, a lot of our partners that work with our fractional users, like property managers, for example, they are offering a special discount to a lot of fractional users as well. You know, traditionally, property management can go between 8 to 12%, uh, but our property management partners only charge 6% for our customers. So you take that, you know, you add in our fees, you're still getting the lowest of the lows with just, you know, standard property management fees. Um, so really it's providing more value at either, you know, the same cost or even lower cost with additional time savings as well. I'm curious, what does competition for fractional look like? So if somebody wants to invest in real estate, I put money into REITs, I've considered doing the DIY option, but curious what people are looking at as options to fractional. Yeah, I would say in terms of competition, there's really no other company that's doing what we're doing in terms of actually direct ownership with real people. You get to pick a real property and operate it in a real way, you know, however you and your group want to do it. And the only way you would be able to do that is if you 
literally manually did the process, which was, you know, what Carlos and I did. And it's, it's very, very painful, which is why we even started the company. So I think that part is, is very obvious. But to your point, Kahini, there is definitely a lot of noise in terms of, you know, crowdfunding in general. There's a lot of REIT-esque platforms that exist. And I think it comes down to two points. Um, the first is definitely that, you know, user experience and motivation. And the second one, I think, is actually how, as a company, you're able to scale. Um, so from a user motivation perspective, you know, everybody that is a fractional investor, they are very committed and they want to be active. They're really passionate about this um, versus on a REIT, for example, you are really just being a passive and silent investor. Um, you don't you know, want to go through the real life experience of owning something and seeing your portfolio grow because, you know, you're putting in the work. So that, you know, just experience wise and motivation wise, even in terms of the types of users that would be on fractional versus a rate is very different. And then from, you know, a company scalability perspective, uh, for us at fractional, we do not you know, use any capital or need any sort of debt or use our balance sheet to buy any of these properties up front. We're purely, you know, this social layer and then this infrastructure layer to coordinate, you know, helping people set up partnerships. But if you look at, you know, any of these crowdfunding or REIT companies, they are actually buying these assets themselves on their own balance sheet. They then have to operate it. They might be promising, you know, investors certain returns that they now have to live up to. So, it's a very different game and you know we want to do what we do best which is really that social and software aspect is it also correct that for REITs you're not getting any of the tax benefits of property ownership but on fractional you are yes that's correct so on fractional because everybody is a direct owner you get all the tax benefits that you would get as a direct owner of the property versus in a REIT you know you're not even making raw rental income your income is dividends um, so that is definitely going to be taxed a lot higher and, and differently as well. And Stella, how do you think about liquidity then for these individual investors? A, a REIT is, is very liquid, right? In terms of me getting in and out. Uh, if I if I now co-own this property with a bunch of friends and now need that capital and need to get out, what what, what can Fractional help me do? That's a really great point. Um, and we are actually working on building a secondary marketplace as well. Um, right now, certainly, you know, if people are looking to exit a little bit earlier than the rest of the group does, um, they do have the option to ask their existing co-owners if they would like to, you know, buy back their shares. They can also share it with the community that they were a part of to make this transaction in the first place and see if there are you know, other like-minded investors in the network that might be interested in buying them out and taking their place in the partnership. So there's definitely, you know, flexibility in terms of liquidity, but we definitely want to expand on that and build a secondary marketplace as well. I love that. I know you have the aspiration of bringing real estate investing to the masses. And I assume that means bringing down the the entry price, the minimum investment required to, to invest here. How low do you think you can bring that down to? How low can you make that? Uh, as, as we know, baking soda is only $2 in my local supermarket. That is such a fascinating question. I think we definitely still want, you know, all of our investors to still feel ownership and have skin in the game. So certainly not as low as $2 like baking soda. 
right now our minimum investment amount is five thousand dollars and that's what we feel you know people still feel like they have ownership and agency but there's definitely opportunities where it could go lower um, but what's most important is making sure people do feel like they are an active investor and a direct owner of that project we believe that companies should ensure that they're more like baking soda um my question is how is fractional similar to baking soda i see the point of increasing access to home ownership as a big one yeah i think baking soda is is very versatile you can almost think of it as like even like an infrastructure in itself in terms of its use cases and i definitely see fractional that way right now you know even in the real estate asset class we are already able to help investors purchase any sort of real estate vertical whether it's you know, single family rentals, commercial, industrial, for example, people operate long-term rentals, short-term rentals, whatever it is, we're alive in all 50 states. So I think that, you know, ver that infrastructure is, is super important. And I see a lot of, you know, parallels there, which is really interesting. And even later down the line, I think fractional can be a modern way of ownership for any sort of asset class, even beyond, you know, just real estate. There's really nothing stopping, you know, a group of people that want to form a team own something together and fractional being able to power all of that. That is an incredible vision and an incredible analogy. Um, our time has flown by and come to an end. Thank you, Stella, for being with us today. Now, before we send you on your way, we have to ask, what is your favorite use of baking soda? Okay, if I put my real estate investor hat on, I would definitely say it's for cleaning, <laughs> cleaning the bathrooms, <laughs> cleaning the kitchen, all of that. Um, but I think my personal favorite is is for cooking. I actually like using it for a lot of my favorite Chinese dishes. And yeah, so many use cases. That's why we're here. And yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was wonderful. This is Kahini and Arif with the Baking Soda Podcast, featuring startup companies on the rise. Thank you to all of our listeners. And for those of you that haven't subscribed, we encourage you to do so and tune in for our next episode.